All right, hit it. All right, we have with us uh, Mr. James Stalkup. Great honor to have you on here, sir. Um, we have so many questions from the electrical groups that we want to ask you. And one of our big things that we've been running into lately is we like to get our guys stuff, things where you can save people money on that. Um, I, I've heard programs in my area that are in the $400, $500 range. You go to, I, you know, because it's my job, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. I keep up with everybody's pricing and everything. Right. And if you go to somebody, we'll just say Jade. Jade's one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. Jade, to do their journeyman uh, program, which is interesting because all it is is basically, from what I understand, is just a question bank. That mm -hmm. They just ask you questions, and you just answer questions mm -hmm. over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And they charge roughly, I think it's, they do it like, I think, and, Wow. Uh, that was not sound effects. That was that was actually me. That was Billy Jackson. Yeah, and <laughs> what we decided, we, we have our journeyman program, but ours is a lot different from everybody else's. We actually go through and uh, show you how to do all the calculations because what I've learned over the years, watching a lot of people take the test, they don't have so much problem, you know, navigating the code and answering questions it's if you have to do the calculations is where they're having their problems and most of them fail right. taking the calculation portion right. so what we did we i have a very unique function to mine and yep. in our books anybody that has purchased any of our journeyman or master publications We'll have like the illustration and then we'll have all the call out values. And then we have this thing where you fill in the blanks right. and you actually go through work the problem. And at the end, we'll ask you another question and you just do it on paper. But right. what I've learned over the years when we designed that book was from people saying, you know, it'd be cool if you just fill that in. And we we're like, yeah, that would be cool. Wouldn't it? <laughs> but well, yeah, and one of the biggest thing that I took, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but I actually took your 24-hour uh, for uh, Colorado, and uh, I really liked it because it looked, you always represented the CMP, what the CMP interpretation was of the code change. So not only did you help me, you know, pass my hours for my, you know, journeyman's, but you helped me understand why, what the change was for. And I really did like that about your program, sir. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that we like to do with our programs is it, you know, one of the coolest features, and it took me years to figure out how to develop this one little thing, but anywhere on that illustration, there's a section or table. All you have to do is hover above it and click it and it'll pull up for you. Right. So it, it helps you understand, you know, it, like I like to tell people, don't believe what I'm telling you. Just read what I'm showing because right. it says it right there in the code, and I explain what that code section says. Yep. And then, you know, through, you know, 35 years of training, you know, you pick up a few things here, and I give a lot of, of a rule of thumbs that you need to think about. I give you yeah. a lot of different tips. Well, I do, I do like a ton of your rule of thumbs. Like your rule of thumbs are 
ones I've never even heard before. But the one thing that I kind of learned about you a little bit, and I don't really know is for surely true, but can you tell me a little bit about your history with uh, NFPA and, um, you know, how you... I've heard a lot of different things about the way uh, different people do things in different areas of the country. So what we've always tried to do is put that in our publications and our courses. Right. Now, with NFPA, you know, we... We've been with them for a long time. You know, my dad, I, I'll tell you an interesting story, is in our design book, we had a, our grounding chapter. Mm-hmm. Everybody can go look at this, and you'll see I'm telling you the truth when they rearrange that whole grounding chapter. Mm-hmm. They rearrange that grounding chapter, and it matched exactly how we taught it in our design book. Right. And... You know, a lot of people say, well, what, what do you mean they did that? Well, the way that it's set up now, and if you'll notice this, they teach you the line side. Mm-hmm. That's the first part of it. Then it goes to the load side. So, you know, back before they changed it, you had table 256.6. We didn't even have a table 250.102.C. Mm-hmm. One, and the reason we didn't is because you just went to table 256, everything was referenced there. Right. Well, now it's set up line side and load side. Well, so and I like that a lot because there's still old timers that do reference the 251, uh, 256, and you're like, dude, you're, you're wrong. You're in the total wrong section because you're on the load side of an overcurrent device. So right. I did like how you arranged that. That was a really good way to do it. Yeah, and there, there's been a lot of stuff. I mean, you can go back and look at the wiring method chap. Say redid all of that. The cool things that I've always really liked about uh, things that we've done and and feedback we get from people is so table three fourteen point sixteen B because that's your square inch per conductor. And then to do the sizing of the box, I'll put table 314.16A. Right. And you follow that loop right there, and that's how you go about sizing it. And anybody that's messed with the code for a long time knows you have to go to more than one section a lot of times to get the answer. Yep. So we try to make sure we put all that in there. And I've never seen anybody do that in a publication before. And when you're taking the online course, to have that information available to you, is is priceless i mean it's just quick access to you you know one of the interesting things when i started and i didn't expect this to happen uh-huh. but a lot of inspectors maintenance people electricians masters journeymen's contract yep and, and i tell you what i was really appreciative um of your the, i took the 24-hour course from you and i think it was a hundred and like 25 bucks and everything out there was at least probably 50 dollars more than that you know so like you were the cheapest on all of them and then i i messaged you i think i remember i messaged you and i was like man uh, you know i'm trying to see what the difference is and you said well i got 225 code changes on just the 2020 cycle and i was like wow I mean, I, that blew me away. And so you sold me on that right away. And then when I took it, you not only taught me the code changes, but you showed me 
the way you did your test was really unique. I thought where you actually had, um, you broke it down into, you know, you actually had to have a 2020 code book and actually find them in the 2020 code book or you wouldn't, mm -hmm. you wouldn't pass the class. And I thought that was really unique, but, um, I really appreciate you not failing me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one of the cool things that I decided when I was doing that is I was like, you know, I could charge for this and, and make money on it, you know, but I thought, you know, it's more important to me that people learn yep. and have access stuff. So what I did in that, you know, I, I'm usually cheaper than most of the people out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I decided I was just going to go ahead and give the, the code change class for free, just the whole online thing if you purchase for your state license. Because I thought to myself, you know, most of them, it's based on whatever hours you're taking. Right. So, so know, what is, text, like, can you break it down for me, like a layman's? I know I got your your uh 24 hour for 125 bucks but do you could you have like a paid thing you could just break down as far as like um journeyman preparation um you know pdus for x like i think how many yeah. states do you have do you like you have a bunch of states don't you well right now we we have a lot of states and mm -hmm. uh we're transferring over right now to a new learning management system. There's a okay. lot of reasons why. Gotcha. Because um, there's things that people, I've had a lot of companies and stuff ask certain things out of me. Okay. And this particular learning management system we were with, does it just doesn't work. Okay. So I spent the last year researching all the different learning management systems, and I finally come across one. It's a little more expensive, but it gets the job done. Nice. So, and yeah, we don't care I'm, about that. I'm, we, well, it would be cool if you could do like a breakdown of maybe basically your pricing as far as, you know, what, what basically my people want to hear is how much it, is it for 24 PDUs? How much is it for an eight hour? How much is it for, um, you know, a journeyman's preparation? How much? You know, so I mean, I a can, lot of people want to buy some you. publications and stuff. So, like, I mean, we could actually go and probably check out a link or whatever. But if you could just give us kind of a ballpark, what we're looking at, uh, throwing okay. down for well, stuff. Most most of your providers, they charge about 10 bucks an hour. So right. if you go, we'll just use the state of Colorado, for instance. Okay. The state of Colorado. How dare you? How dare you? No, I'm just bro, you brought it up. <laughs> no. no, that's my state. That's my baby. It's all good. <laughs> so, if you go there, you look at Jade and Mike and uh, Blue Boat. Those are a couple of them. They're they're usually anywhere around you know two hundred to two hundred and fifty bucks. Right. So that's where you're getting the ten bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. And we're usually right below five bucks. So oh, yeah. it, if I did five bucks, you know, uh, saying the high end was two fifty, that that's where the one twenty five come in. That's okay. how I priced it. Okay. 
and then we threw in the the full code changes, two hundred and sixty changes on top of that, dude. And the journeyman, two hundred and sixty, dude. You jipped me on like forty changes. I want my forty changes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I stole a bunch of pictures from you, so it's okay. <laughs> so the journeyman, I'm running. Uh, once I come back up, it'll be two ninety nine ninety five, and that's okay. for a full year. Okay, it's a tracking program. Uh, okay. I always tell everybody, go look at the competition. Yeah. They're just giving you a answer questions, you know. Uh, in our journeyman, and we so have, you actually own that software basically for a whole year. So yeah. if you lose it or you change computers or whatever happens, you just go back and you just get well, it right it's back. Well, it's all online. It's cloud based, so you log into the learning management system. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, you go in there. And you just study all you want. Uh, we cover a little over 250 calculations. And one of the cool features about this particular program is you can actually work those calculations online and check your answers. Right. And uh, then we have the one of the things that we're doing now is we're doing the video with Avatar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to shoot it with me live in person, but the video wasn't Dude, I I tell you what, Willie Jackerson learned his accent off of that original Avatar. But uh, the one thing that um, I want to ask you right now, what is one of, I got to get a famous quote from James Stallcup. Come on, man. You got to give us, all listeners, they want to hear it. You got to give us a famous quote. There's got to be a famous quote from James Stallcup. I'll, 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 I'll tell you a fun story. That you okay. might find it's electrical related. I tell right. this in my classes. You'll right. love this story. Right. Everybody get ready. You're going to laugh. Right. So I was teaching a class one time. I, I was teaching with my dad. My dad starts telling this story. Mm-hmm. And he said when he was going through the uh, trade school, uh, this he said they had this instructor. He was about 6'4". He said about 220. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, a little bit smaller get, than me, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you always get this one guy in class thinks he's just a know-it-all. Hmm? And he's sitting up front, and the instructor is trying to explain what the difference is. And you got to remember, this had been back in the probably 50s and 60s that mm-hmm. he's doing this. Mm-hmm. Now you can go look all this up, and it be fully explained to you. Mm-hmm. But he was trying to t- tell them the difference between a ground fault, short circuit, and over. Mm-hmm. And this student that sat in up front, he, he raised his hand and he told him, he said he didn't, he told him, you know, he goes, I don't think you know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> and that instructor goes, uh-huh. He he walks over and back then, you know, you walk over, you got your wire over there, they had motor controls. He goes over there and pulls a, some wire off, he cuts it off and he strips both ends. He walks over a kid, he said, he said, son, he said, hold the end of this wire. He takes his lighter out and he lights the other end. He just keeps talking about 20 seconds. Go by that kid, let's go to the wire. He goes, now see there, class? He said, that's an overload condition. He said, then he reached across there, slapped the kid upside the head. He said, now that's a ground fault short circuit condition. (laughs) Oh, man, that's fucking hilarious. I said, I told Dad, I said, after I heard that, we had eaten that night. I said, hey, I said, I just want to know. I said, you asked that instructor any questions? He said, hell no, I didn't ask him anything. <laughs> I said, you couldn't get away with that today. <laughs> so, 
Can you can you tell us a little bit about just like kind of your experience in the electrical field? Because we all are kind of a little, you know, we all been doing it all lately, you know. But just a little bit about how you kind of came up as an apprentice and you know, kind of your way through the ranks and stuff like that. I know you, you. I think you maybe told me you might have been union. Well, I, I'm a third generation electrician. And gotcha. my grandfather was a contractor. I've been working for him since I was probably 13 years old. And mm-hmm. then I worked for him half the days my junior and senior year in high school through the ICP program. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, I got out. I was sort of like a legacy. Back then, you had to be usually around 21, 22 before you get accepted. Uh, I went through the union apprenticeship. So you were unindentured, right? Do what? Or is the legacy the part where you're not unindentured, where your first year actually counts? Yeah. And so I went through the four years. Uh, by my second year, I was, because uh, I had been doing that type of electrical work, they gave me two years credit. Nice. And uh, my second year that I was in my apprenticeship, I took my journeyman. I was a journeyman at 20 years old i was wow. the youngest journeyman ever in the state of texas oh uh, you got so, me I was, I was 22 now now that all the uh, other guys are going through school i was studying for the masters the next two years and then i took my master's pass and then i was the youngest master in the state of texas right. at that time so nice. that's how i got started and then three years later um I realized I was working out one day. It was really cold outside. I mean, it was freaking cold. And I was like, you know, this is bothering me. I don't like cold weather. Uh-huh. And so we, I ended up applying for a job uh, as a chief electrical inspector for the city of Grapevine. And most of the guys that get that, they're, they're usually, you know, back then they'd be 40, 50 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took it. They had us come men take a test i aced it and they told me later that the closest score on the first test guy made a 68 Mm -hmm. and then they had us come in do calculations i aced it the next closest score to me was a 52 and the guy that was a building official knew my dad Mm -hmm. he called my dad and told him i'd applied my first he said he goes so james he said you want to be the chief out here and he goes (laughs) what he started laughing he said now your son applied he goes he did he did i didn't tell anybody you know i just applied and he asked him if i could do the job he told him about what i made on the test and i aced him and and dad said well he's the type if he applied for it he'll 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 do it and he said if he doesn't know something he can always ask me and so dad called me probably never asked him I mean, it was really funny. So yeah. he said, Why don't you come over and eat tonight? I said, All right. So I'm sitting there and he goes, So he goes, You ever thought about becoming the inspector? And I thought something was a little fishy for him to ask that. <laughs> and I said, Ah, oh, hell, you never know. Maybe, you know. And <laughs> finally he goes, Boy, he goes, Don't you know there ain't nothing you can't do here in the state of Texas? I'm not going to find out. I know you applied for that job. <laughs> and I said, Oh, what'd they say? And he goes, Well, he said, they said they'll see you Monday. And I go, ah, yeah. And he goes, no, I'm serious. And that's how I became an inspector. And nice. then slowly after that, about 
four years I worked there, and then Dad asked me to come over and help him write the books and stuff. Nice. And that's how it all got going in my training and all that. So, you know, I've been doing some form of electrical since I was 13 years old. So and one thing I want to ask you, and I always kind of ask myself this all the time, what made you decide to stay in electrical? Because to me, that that is kind of a weird question. You know, like, what? why do we stay? You know, we're... We're like, there's like the foreman, like everything about electricians, they're just a bunch of assholes, you know, and it's, it's hard because like even the foremen are like everything about electrical. I mean, they, they say like the inspectors are like respected and everything like that, you know, but I, I probably give them a hard time and, and I be, I'm really respectful, but I always tell the inspector dude, give me the code reference. Give me the code reference. You know, I'll do whatever well, you I'll want. But I just wanted to see why you down. wanted to stay in electrical the whole time, you know, for, for reals. Well, my my reasoning behind it is, is I figured out pretty quick I knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And that was a main reason is because I enjoyed actually helping people, teaching them the, mm-hmm. the code. And I've slowly but surely over the years have learned a lot more different techniques to apply in that to help people. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I actually enjoy helping people. Right. And, you know, I get a lot of calls all the time and, you know, it, I don't, and people ask me how I do this. I, I can't explain it to you. But somebody called me, asked me a question. You know, it was like the other day, I was, we were driving with Jana, and I were going somewhere. Somebody called me with a question, and I'm telling him, yeah, go here, go here, it's on page so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And she's sitting over there. She's never heard me teach or nothing. And she goes, did you just, you can do that off the top of your head like that? I said, Yeah. <laughs> She goes, yeah, I, I don't think I had anything to do with my motor one because I know you had to look that one. I'm really excited with um, having you help me out with the Nacking code page and the um, I had a kind of a, I've been taking these questions out of uh, books that are supposedly recycled code questions and they're kind of vague and I kind of I kind of like them being vague because you kind of you know, boost the discussion, but, eh, you know, it, it gets, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to tune it up a little bit. So I appreciate you helping me out with that. Um, how, how many, you know, one of the things, you know, I always try to be direct in any questions I ask. Right. Every now and then I might've, you know, like there was one the other day that come up and, and, uh, on the 58%, the same right. two, right. you know, the way it was worded, was actually 58 percent if you right. looked at it right but i could see where it could be misinterpreted yep. so i was like ah hell yeah i'll change that i can yep. reword that a little bit better Every no and, then, and you and you were really valiant on that part where just you admitted like hey i could see it going both ways we put both answers in the question and it was no big deal it was done deal one guy's gonna say 72 percent other guy's gonna say 58 percent and i yeah. guess we're gonna have to 
you know, we're gonna have to figure that out. I mean, um, yeah, so the elephant in the room. <laughs>